0: Everything is transparent. A lot of bots or like other people are observing them. This is somehow the heart of the problem for like front running and like toxic MEV or like leaking alpha and chain. So the way that we see privacy is like is a spectrum. I don't know, toxic and maybe prevention, front-running protection, and also the contents, they are alpha, your strategy can remain on chain. It's like decentralized it's transparent, nobody can censor you. The current situation in Ethereum is like failing the decentralization narrative and like the censorship stuff. We and a lot of people really don't like that. Welcome
1: to the Bare Metal Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the bare metal podcast. I'm Ship the Code from X And today with me here is Payment from Fairblock. Welcome.
0: Hey, happy to be on your podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. Super. So let's dig straight in.
1: Uh, tell us about Fairblock.
0: Yeah, so Fairblock is a like system for delivering program privacy to decentralized applications in a like chain agnostic way. Uh, so the way that I see for Black is that like we want to uh, developers like give developers with uh, like more freedom to build like better and like more applications with uh, like the freedom for like encryption of transactions and also giving the end users the freedom, the optional freedom to encrypt their transactions and protect the contents of their transactions from uh, like prying ice.
1: That's a, a sort of mouthful. So let's dig into these uh, sort of individually and understand a little bit of what what the meaning of those terms is, and then let's see how this would be applied to to some use cases. So when you say programmable privacy, can you just give an example of what that means and how that works?
0: Yeah. So like currently, like in the like the apps, like when you submit a transaction, it's like um, like even before like ordering and like inclusion in the block and during execution, everything is transparent. A lot of bots or like other people are observing them. And this is somehow the heart of the problem for like front running and like toxic MEV or like leaking alpha on chain. And it's like, uh, I don't know, like limiting a lot of applications. And this is like one side of the spectrum. And there's like the other side of the spectrum, which is like, I don't know, uh, Zcash or like complete privacy, which comes with a lot of like regulations and mixing the bad players with good players. So the way that we see privacy is like, is a spectrum, right? It's a, like, there's a fuzzy logic here. So we should play with your privacy, the like optional, like leaking your some part of the data for better execution for like or like regulatory uh, reasons and uh, or like transparency. So what we can enable is that we can encrypt the transactions with like certain conditions for decryption. And uh, once those conditions are met, uh, we can decrypt them. So it can be like, we can encrypt transactions and decrypt them uh, for a certain time. After a certain time, we can decrypt them once a certain price has happened, or we can simply using like fully homomorphic encryption, we can keep them private as much as you want. Uh, So this is the general ideas. And so like with this kind of tooling for developers, we can build like more applications that enjoy encryption. And also end users can have like, hopefully a seamless experience for sending private transactions
1: okay that's pretty interesting so uh, i'm trying to model this in my head how that works so i want a transaction encrypt- encrypted somewhere let's say i have motivation to submit an encrypted transaction right so somehow in my mind um your uh, you know Fairblock block has to create some sort of uh, public key for encrypting this uh, and then the transaction it is as encrypted and sent along it has to be sent somewhere Uh, I guess, to the target chain. And then at a given time, uh, you know, decryption needs to happen. So who generates the key material? Where is it stored? Uh, You know, does anybody have access to that? Is it possible to somehow subvert this? Can you tell us more about how this part works?
0: yeah sure so we have a blockchain uh, and like cosmos sdk chain uh, which serves uh, as an it's not just for cosmos it's like it can provide service like xlr to all of the ecosystems the sole purpose of the chain is uh, decentralized key generation so we have a chain just because like there's economic layer of security there's like social reputation it's not just uh, like us and a couple of friends running like dockers for our like key generation so we will have decentralized key generation uh, on, our, on that chain. And after the decentralized key generation without a trusted party, all of our validators will have uh, like a private key share. And we don't run DKG like frequently because it's like expensive. And using those private key shares, uh, our validators will be able to send their private key shares like once the conditions are met. So this is the, the site that we will generate a master public key for the whole system. And the, the validators will have their private key shares, right? From the other side, we have like encryption SDKs that can be integrated with the front end of applications like for example, osmosis or like cosmos chains, like layer two applications. And hopefully once we've uh, shown the traction, we can integrate it in like MetaMask or Kepler and users will like see no difference. They go to the normal application, normal like logic for execution, like their front ends, not our front end, and then submit their normal transactions. It can be enabled by default, like HTTPS, that everybody knows it's good for protection encryption. They can see the lock button, but like they don't know what's happening. They just know it's important or it can be a simple toggle button, right? Uh, So you can enable, like you can just choose by default or like just turn on the toggle button for encrypted transactions. And uh, for some of the applications, you you can also specify the conditions for decryption. Uh, it can be a price, a time, or something, and then the transaction will get encrypted in the browser. So once it goes into the network, in the communication layer, it is already like cipher case. and that encrypted transaction will be stored and sequenced in the L1 or the L2 uh, that we are integrating, and later in the Ethereum mainnet. And the transaction will be there, and once the conditions, like time, for example, the current block, like the end of current block, like is reached. Uh, we in our chain, we generate a like single private key. This is like one of our like winning points that we don't like generate like multiple keys for all of the transactions. We generate a single key for all of the transactions are encrypted toward the same condition. And then we relay uh, in the same block in cosmos chains and we'll relate like using something like a relay or IBC or like ALrs GMP to other like ecosystems and uh, and then the decryption and execution all often happens in the other chain, um, not in our chain. so the the
1: other chain needs to request a decryption like from your uh, from the validators or request the decryption key, and the validators on your chain decide whether it's the right time to release the decryption key. then the transaction is is decrypted and executed.
0: For the general condition, this is correct, but for some kind of applications that we are starting with, like time block encryption, we don't even need to receive the request because like, they are encrypted to our time block numbers, uh, which can work for all of the chains. And then once that block is reached, our validators automatically send their private key shares. The same is for prices, like for Osmo, it's like that specific price for limit orders. We just like send them, like, we don't need to receive the request for that. But with the card like with the, like, or like also for, like, uh, for the, sorry, general conditions, uh, the relayer or the chain can submit the request. It can be a smart contract event, like an on-chain event, or even a real world event that they can submit the request. Mm-hmm. So this, this
1: seems to provide a very wide range of possibilities so let's try to zoom in on some of those are you guys working on any specific projects right now that you can talk about and sort of yeah. illustrate like what problem does does you know are you, you're solving here
0: yeah sure uh the main focus of us like our main goals are on generally on the DeFi side uh for like things like i don't know toxic and prevention front running protection and also not on the like arbitrage and good MEV side but just we are working for example with Skip. I'm building like uh, encrypted transactions to protect users from like toxic MEVS stuff, which is g- gaining like more importance with the current events that is happening with like Celestia. <laughs> and uh, also for like, we are working, like, I don't know, we have got some like traction from like HFTs or like, in- like professional traders that they don't, their barrier for them to enter the crypto space is not leaking their info, the contents of the transactions. So this is really important for them so they can put limit orders on chain, private intents on chain without leaking but their strategy, their alphas, if, at least before execution. And uh, so this is the general uh, focus of us on DeFi and like the encrypted mempools on like all of the inf- uh, ecosystems, but we don't really want to be one of another ZK projects that ju- like just work on moon math and like uh, research papers. We are shipping products frequently. We are starting with easier products first. So the first product that will be in market will be the private governance idea that we have. Uh, so just like normal elections in like any democratic countries, uh, call it privacy or not, you don't um, show your vote to Reveal other people. Reveal your vote like necessarily. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's like, we can call it privacy, but nobody calls it privacy in real world. It's just a basic execution <laughs> logic, right? So in Cosmos with the high, like, I don't know, drama per second that we have, it's really important to keep your votes private, at least for the, during the execution. Uh, we don't want to force it. We just want to give the optional freedom. We can even have a hybrid uh, proposal. Like some people just can submit like plain taste votes. Some, some people can encrypt them. And, uh, yeah. So like we have a, like, a, private governance module that can be installed by co- all Cosmos chains and the users can go through the same experience hopefully on like Kepler or like other uh, like wallets. Uh, once we've integrated with them and they can just turn on the toggle button to encrypt their votes uh, or if they don't want they they can just not do that right uh, it's just something that adds the flexibility yeah.
1: so that's written just as a new Cosmos SDK I can drop it into my yeah, I can drop it into my into my chain code. Just uses it yeah. as another yeah. it, it, ex- you can inter- private Go yeah. or encrypted Go.
0: Yeah, it it can be integrated. Yeah, it's a really easy integration. It's just like like few hours for integrations max.
1: Okay, so so and that allows when I send my vote, it can be optionally encrypted during the voting period, and then when the vote is being tallied, when the sums are being computed then the vote is, uh, then, then each of the votes is decrypted again, via this infrastructure, where the validators, exactly. the key, then uh, and that's where I guess the single key comes into play, right? It's for this one yeah. governance vote. So you can use a single key for all those decrypt them all at the same time. Exactly. Uh, and then compute the votes and then the results are public.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah, based on the traction that we got, like people actually want to make the, all of the encrypted transactions transparent after the proposal. But there's also some people that actually want to keep the, for some, there is like no perfect answer, perfect solution. It depends on the proposals. For some of them, uh, we need to keep the votes even private after the proposal. So for that, like we are going to uh, also like provide the option for fully homomorphic encryption that like everything will remain uh, encrypted even after the proposal and we just need to decrypt and like in certain events. Uh, yeah, but the only, like, initial product, will, everything will be decrypted after the proposal for transparency.
1: Okay, so if we can go as so a private governance module, makes sense to me. Uh, the my I want to use it because I want to hide my vote optionally and I want to be able to do that if I choose to do so. Therefore, I'm interested in your tech and I'd like my chain to support like private governance. Uh, makes sense. Can we go back to the idea with the sealed auctions, but that you guys are working on? Skip. Can you sort of expand on that? Like, yeah. uh, is this is this auctions for for inserting transactions into the blocks or auctioning off uh, auctioning off the blocks? What which which bids are sealed who's making use of your tech?
0: Awesome. Uh, so, like uh, auctions in general, the first price auctions are public. You can see the other people's bid, right? Like normal sealed bid auctions that people put their bids inside the letters and <laughs> uh, other people cannot see them, uh, we can enable that, right? We can build the letterbox. <laughs> and uh, it can enable the like second price auctions and sealed bid auctions in general, which is like theoretically based on like mechanism design research provides better value to bidders because they have incentives, financial incentives to bid the correct value that they think. And it can be useful support, for like, right. yeah. The still bid auctions in general can be like useful for a lot of applications. Uh, initially, we are starting with like NFT auctions with Stargaze, with our partnership with Stargaze. So the cool thing is that it can provide better value to bidders and also in this case, it helps with the UX because right now they're extending the auction period Fifteen minutes after the last bid, right? Every time that the user submit a bid, it extends like for fifteen minutes. But with a seal bid auction, you have better value for the users, and also it can be ended in this like you know like predetermined time. So we have like better efficiency. So right?
1: can can you explain why is Stargaze yeah. extending the auction now by fifteen minutes after every bid? Uh, why is that happening? Yeah, it's
0: it's because of like MEV bots, like NFT MEV bots, and. Uh, uh, Yeah. And also, like, uh, this is the same for even private governance, like, because in private governance, you should hold your votes, like, a lot of people hold their vote for the last people, or, like, they change it in the last minute uh, to see, like, what's happening with the other guys, right? Uh, They don't want to, also, they want to avoid the dramas if they vote quickly, but if it's encrypted, they, like, they don't have that incentive to hold it, like, so the efficiency can be, like, we can have, like, proposal even faster, right? Uh, So... Also, on the seal bid auctions on the other side with the Skip, uh, right now in like Puerto Rev or like what what they are doing other. Uh, no, sorry, it's for the like bundles that they are doing with Skip, uh, the validators are bidding right. So it's better for them also based on like Skip's feedback that the votes should be like the bids should be encrypted for the top of the block. Uh, so we are working with them like after ABC the, the, plus. The
1: searchers plus, are bidding. Yeah the the searchers are bidding right so, uh, Yeah. the searchers yeah. are bidding uh, at the validator that's going to build the next block the searchers are bidding each other yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. bidding each other and trying to yeah, win exactly. the the next block right okay yeah
0: sorry i think i mentioned like validators because they work together but yeah like searchers yeah, are yeah. bidding yeah that's why i was confused yeah okay. <laughs> sorry so searchers are bidding for the top of the block and it like it's an, like civil action so it's better for them to yeah, like any like auction to keep them private for like second price auction or just a sealed bid auction. So this is one thing that we are doing with the skip. The other thing is just basically we have block SDK and we, we can have like multiple lane of transactions. Like one of them would be like for like good MEV for arbitrage and one of them can be for encrypted transactions for all of these applications that we are mentioning and uh, like for MEV, like for front-running and like toxic MEV protection and yeah like we've already if you have a multi-lane
1: sort of uh, mempool how do you prioritize the lanes Uh, are the encrypted transactions somehow prioritized compared to the plaintext ones or uh, what's is it first come first serve
0: yeah it depends on like the it's the choice of the chain itself Uh, but the idea that we initially have is that like the encrypted uh, the arbitrage transactions like the highly competitive transactions which are like for a good mev just there is some kind of opportunity for for example usdc like i don't know pool they can be first and then for, after that like we can have our own encrypted transactions right um there is no uh need for us to be like because like our end users are not trying to front run other people they just want to protect your transaction doesn't matter to that kind of our audience to be that in the top of the block they just want to like execute the transactions without uh, other people observing them like knowing their strategy or like i don't know like getting front run right?
1: so in some sense like i'm thinking the only person who can front run me if i'm using a, a an encrypted transaction is the validator themselves right the one that sees the decrypted transaction right there in the inside the preserve sort of processing no. the block. they could potentially in- like
0: sandwich me in cosmos they even they cannot even do that like in ethereum they can do that but like we are like uh, mm-hmm. pushing that with eigen layer slashing uh because if they do that they can get the slash but in cosmos it's part of the consensus like if you, it's like part of the consensus logic so you cannot even do that like they can only see that decryption key after the mm-hmm. commitment to the ordering right so the ordering will be finalized and then only right. okay. after that okay. yeah. so there's no
1: way to do this uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. So there's no way even for the validator. So that's, that means it's really, really end to end protected all the way until execution. That's, yeah, uh, we, that we spent a exciting. lot of time, so, like, yeah. for, if, like, if we think of a so. simple use case, like I could just go ahead and say, I want to swap, um, X for B on osmosis, but only when the price, uh, reaches this, or when there is uh when the USD value of X, Y as something goes to Y, right. And it can just sit there in the mempool and be waiting until the oracles on your blockchain, on Fairblock, determine that the price has reached this and then they will release the transaction into the
0: mempool exactly. for processing. Exactly, like what we have right now is that like the transactions can, like the contents, they are alpha, your strategy can remain on chain. It's like decentralized it's transparent. Nobody can censor you. There's no like centralized bots, right? Like currents, like limit orders, services. It's on chain. It stores there. We can again, store it there, like privately, and only once the conditions are met, we can decrypt and execute them.
1: So you mentioned EigenLayer. Uh, I'm wondering if I zoom out, like what's uh, um, so EigenLayer is not even sort of you know operational on mainnet. So this yeah. is sort of like a roadmap item, right? So if you step back, yeah. like what are the what are the areas where you guys want to expand to? Like where do you want to go with this?
0: yeah so like cosmos was a really great experience for us like we started with all of these ideas we proved like transac- uh, traction, like our execution and like we delivered this kind of products and then like uh, so basically we have the concept of multiple lane of transactions in cosmos like and created lane of transactions for different applications right so we want like there is the same like vision for Ethereum. It's not coming from us like directly, like Eigenlayer people, a lot of people from like Ethereum foundation are also uh, advertising that. And uh, the concept is exactly the same. The vision is the same, like having multiple lane of transactions. The reason for that is that uh, for more applications and also more importantly, the current situation in Ethereum, unfortunately is going to work the same like Five situation and it's like failing the, the centralization narrative and like the censorship stuff. Uh, we will, we are currently, we have like two major block builders. They are producing all of the Ethereum blocks, majority of those, and they are filling all of those black with sandwiching transactions, which is really bad. It's like centralized. They can censor, they can, I don't know, like generate a lot of revenue out of those, like, I don't know, some kind of privilege. And, uh, yeah, we we and a lot of people really don't like that. And the solution coming from like Eigenlayer folks and Ethereum Foundation and some other people is partial block builders. So there will be through yeah. Eigenlayers and like, I don't know, there is slashing mechanism. We can have different block builders. We can still have the arbitrary transactions, the highly competitive transactions on top of it, but there is no need for the rest of block to be also proposed by those like uh, highly competitive, like HFTs style block builders, right? So after that, we can have right this uh, so another that's the mass
1: boost plus plus project, right? it's yeah. gonna
0: auction off only exactly. part of the block. Yeah, and, and in that car, in that vision, we are working with the research team right now in onion layer to take care of the encryption la- uh, layer of transaction, encrypted layer of transactions. Things are generally the same as like what, how we are doing the in the Cosmos ecosystem, there is like some kind of like execution, logic changes and like some technical differences, but there is the same vision and same applications that we are providing in Cosmos. And uh, yeah, another thing that we like, it's like, uh, it's more practical down the path. This is like a little more long term for Ethereum mainnet and eigenlayer, but something that will be sooner than that is Mm -hmm. like the Arbitrum thing that we are doing. Uh, Arbitrum uh, recently released like EVM plus stylus with uh, cryptographic precompiles in their smart contracts. And all of that means that we can decrypt transactions inside their smart contracts. Uh, So we are going like uh, cross chain with this kind of stuff. Uh, And we can send encrypted transactions with the same things that we are doing in uh, Cosmos right now. And the encrypted transactions will be stored on smart contracts and Arbitrum for all of these applications that we just mentioned, and we can decrypt them on chain. So this was a like breakthrough for us on Arbitrum. Mm-hmm.
1: So you're focusing. So if you're you're in Cosmos now, you're exploring the product. You're looking for like what fits, and then the, the expansion is towards sort of Ethereum and, and L twos. So like, is, are there other ecosystems you guys are looking at? I don't know Polkadot, Avalanche.
0: Near. Yeah, um, is avalanche. That, is that
1: something uh, that's on
0: your roadmap. Yeah. So the priority for us is like uh, like EVM, like Ethereum, and like major L twos. And after that, avalanche is also like down the path. Like that, that we've seen like interest from them. Uh, like there is some, there, there is like growing interest from their side for encryption for like some reasons that I can't share now. But uh, yeah, but I, I, I can say that. Our end goal, our vision is being some kind of HTTPS for Web3, so users can have the optional freedom, developers have the optional freedom to build encryption. The apps and users have the ability to encrypt their transactions, and it should be seamless. We shouldn't expect users to install like a Rust code or like another wallet or go to another front frontend to just wait like 10 seconds and like run a code to encrypt their transactions. Uh, we, like it, it, this is the reason that Tor somehow failed, right? Because Tor, the adoption barrier is really high and it's really slow. So normal people generally do, doesn't use like Tor, right? But everybody, even my grandma uses HTTPS, right? So we want to do that. We want to bring right. it to the fronts of the like MetaMask or like ends, and it should be seamless. Like it should be either like a simple toggle button in the settings. Just
1: one toggle button yeah. in the UI. Yeah,
0: or like by default, yeah.
1: That's um, you know sounds really good if you guys can swing it make it really make it really really easy. I'm wondering are there any more sort of technological unlocks you're waiting for? I mean obviously like Eigenlayer mainnet is one of them if you're dependent on that for ETH L1. But are there any sort of like math and or um, sort of product um, blockers that you guys see now that you'll have to somehow circumvent, or is it a matter of like writing all the software, testing it, shipping it, and getting the product out the door?
0: Yeah, something that will happen really soon is ABCI plus uh, plus because with ABCI plus plus we can execute all of these logics without any delays. Like right now, we have like uh, without we don't have like that much delay. It doesn't really matter, but it can be. It's like on the top of the next block in begin block. But with ABCI plus plus, we can do everything in the same block in finalized block, which is really cool. So this is one of the things that we can. Do really soon. The other thing is, in generally, is uh, we are pushing, like working with teams like Zama on um, using, like, so they have like threshold FEG protocol, but someone should actually integrate them with applications, run the decentralized network for like private keys. So we want to do that, but like FHE is certainly limited right now with like a couple of like opcodes, like, the processing time should, like, it's not that fast, right? So uh, in a few years, it's like not became, ideally fast.
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. put it this way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in, like, about the, like the progress is amazing. So I've started my actual research in you, working on in the cryptography lab on FHE and at that moment, like three years ago, four years ago, it was even much, 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 much worse right now. It's just a little bad. <laughs> uh, so like ZK, we are seeing a lot of growth, uh, and a lot of interest, and hopefully we can have like even like faster, like seamless, com- privacy-preserving computation using FHE. Uh, we already have that like on EVM. There, we have like smart contracts. We are like working on that for certain applications, but we need like more work on that front.
1: That sounds like an exciting way forward. So that's uh, you know, best of luck to you guys, and uh, <laughs> it was
0: great to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you having thank you for having me on the show. Really appreciate it.